Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this latest version of uh, Tales, Tales from Outer Space, where I take an HFY story from somewhere around the internet and read it aloud for your enjoyment. All the relevant links are down below. Like, subscribe, and all that YouTube comf to help this video and channel grow. Anyways, as always, I hope that you enjoy. I would just like to thank the following tier 5 patrons and channel members for supporting the channel. Fallen Angel. Buzz Kennington, Data Magnet, and Bob the Dragon. Thank you again, and now on to the story. Story number one, Humans are Weird, Anxiety Attack, written by Betty Adams. Where did you end up storing the hydrocarbon reserves at your last station? Both sister inquired as she shifted the layers of the display that she was observing. Her companion was soaking in one of the sinks of the medical ward. He had dipped dangerously low on a particular mineral before one of the female humans had dragged him in, insisting that he was off-color. Paul's sister had not noted a change in the outer membrane, but had learned to trust the human's risk assessment, if nothing else. The humans dug a giant hole, put a storage tanks in them, and then backfilled the holes with the removed dirt. Idols in the shadows replied. A fairly standard solution, Paul's sister replied. Making use of the insulating properties of dry land is a most efficient process. That wasn't the strange thing. Idols in the shadows went on. We had no excavation equipment at the time. Was there some unrequisition? She asked. Yes, there was, he said. But it was several months out, and the humans were in a hurry to get the hydrocarbons underground before the monsoons moved in. The electrical discharges would be a major problem, Paul's sister admitted. How did they solve the problem? Well, we got a bunch of fresh rangers, so they printed out a bunch of shovels. Idols in the shadows stopped talking as one of the many display screens along the wall began to flicker amber. What's that? he asked, shifting curiously in the water towards the light. A medical alert, Paul's sister replied. Low grade, it's not uh... She stopped talking as the light shifted from amber to red. Looks like it is now. Idols in the shallows observed. Who is that, and why aren't the readouts in a readable format? The humans value their privacy in medical matters, all sisters said as she quickly gathered her kit. I must leave you here. Please do not touch anything. Idols in shallows gave a hum of agreement and slipped back under the surface as she left the office at a brisk skip. It took her some time to reach the human's location on the other side of the base. The middle-aged woman was bent over on top of one of the power generators. First mechanic, Paul's sister called out. I'm here to tend to your medical needs. My what now? The woman asked, glancing up sharply at the medic. Paul's sister hesitated and considered the situation. The woman's face was creased with stress indicators and her shoulders were hunched defensively. However, she did seem genuinely perplexed and as remote as the possibility was that the equipment might be malfunctioning. She held up the display and showed the elevated hormone levels to the human. Why are you even monitoring those? First mechanic demanded. For the study from the Centauri University, Paul's sister explained, her antennae curling up in surprise. She thought first mechanic had consented to the study with the rest of the base. The human heaved a sigh and reached her gloved hand up to rub across her face. 
The dirty, protective surface left smears of conductive gel on the skin, and false sister couldn't quite hide her wince. Forgot about that scrapit, the human cursed softly. Guess I better tell you about it. About what? False sister asked with a confused flick of her frill. The human sighed again and went back to her task. I have a little genetic oddity, she explained. It makes my mineral content fluctuate unexpectedly. I have a genetic oddity, she explained. It makes my mineral content fluctuate unexpectedly. I have a therapy for it, but it's too close to some pretty important gene markers to turn it off or mess with it much at all. I'm usually pretty stable, but every so often some environmental thing knocks my mineral content sideways, and I get a little distracted. Why didn't you report this imbalance before your hormones were affected? Old sister asked. The human shrugged. I have an appointment set up to get it rebalanced, she said. There was no reason to bother you. You have enough to do with the study. Be that as it may, false sister said. You need to come back to the medical ward with... No, first mechanic stated abruptly. Pardon me? False sister said, coding her antenna back in her front. Look, false, first mechanic said. I know my limits. I might be having a tough go at it right now, but I'm perfectly capable of working through it. It is a series of medical conditions that every line of data I have says can lead to death, Both sister stated. I'm not gonna snap, first mechanic growled. It's just a few days. Both sister pulled up the list of symptoms that was attached to first mechanic's database in a minor subfolder. Anxiety attacks, panic attacks, temporary disruption to your central fluid pump, Both sister demanded. These are hardy, look! The human snapped as she rose from her work and shut the lid with more force than was strictly necessary. I can be miserable trapped in my quarters, or I can be miserable and productive at work. Both sister hesitated. The logic was very sound. Humans were notorious for the degradation of their mental state under periods of inactivity. I will be monitoring your biometrics closely, Both sister said. You do that, Moon Pie. First mechanic replied as she shouldered her work bag and proceeded to the next junction. Both sister tilted her triangular head to look after her in confusion as she left. When the human rounded the corner, the shittar turned and walked back to the medical bay. Idols in the shadows were circling the bottom of the sink, clearly in deep thought. She resumed her place and had began working for some time, when he finally rose to the surface and angled his appendages at the wall of observational charts. It is still reading in the danger zone, he observed. The human has chosen to work through the issue, Both sister informed him. Why? Idols in the shadows asked. Feel free to propose a theory of your own, Both sister said and bent over her work. End of story. Story number two. Beyond Life to Yamba, We'll Kill You Wholesale, written by Because I Said So Too. Are you worried about passing away peacefully in the night from natural causes and being gone for good? Worry no more. Beyond Life to Yen personal plan guaranteeing your immortality. Don't worry about signing anything. Our painted and smart copy TM has been tracking your eye movements and micro-expressions, and we have subtracted the credits from your account. Congratulations on your purchase! 
Ask us about our family plans today. But wait, there's more. Perhaps you are saddened by the loss of an ancestor, a friend, or pet immortal TM you admire. One whose consciousness was lost. With the purchase of Beyond Life TM personal plan, you can include one pre-mortal TM as well. Just mouth their full name and the date of birth, and utilizing our patented backcast TM technology, the message below will be sent back in time to alert the pre-immortal TM you selected. Congratulations! You have been selected as part of the Beyond Life TM personal plan. You are probably wondering what this means, and we're excited to tell you. But first, a brief history lesson about the discovery that made this gift and our company possible. On March 17th, 2037, the world's population, already at unsustainable levels, suddenly jumped exponentially. But uh, no one noticed, because the new arrivals weren't new at all. They weren't here in any conventional sense. Physicists and computer scientists attempting to digitize consciousnesses discovered existing patterns in the electromagnetic signals and cosmic background radiation all around us. The software identified patterns as conscious minds and researchers devised a way to communicate with the immaterial entities that they had discovered. They learned that if the conditions were right, self-aware patterns of information could be copied into the very fabric of reality. Call it a spirit, a soul, whatever you like. The dead lived on the conscious data packet influx, embedded in the quantum foam all around us. The living were a minority, and the dead had been here all along. Contact had been made, and humanity was suddenly faced with an astonishing fact that we were not alone. We are minnows swimming on the surface of the sea of the dead, and subordinates living on the outskirts of a thriving necropolis. In a metaphorical sense, the auditorium lights had come on, and the living got a good look at the audience. It was huge, and it wasn't terribly interested in the living, strutting and fretting their brief hour upon the stage. While the dead took it in stride, for the much smaller community of the living, the sociological consequences were far-reaching. The first few years were understandably chaotic. Government agencies and census bureaus had a lot of information to process, and judicial systems had to dramatically reevaluate the concept of murder. Additionally, society at large had to cope with the tragic mass exodus, as a large percentage of the population of the living, fascinated by this little understood discovery, self-terminated, and the vast majority of them were never heard from again. Because, sadly, it was immortality with conditions, and not all who died remained. It was the way you died that mattered. Only those traumatized by their passing returned. Somehow, shock, pain, and horror were the things that implanted souls upon the material plane. Peaceful deaths. Those that died in the night, those minds had peace, fragmented, and drifted away, and their information was lost. This discovery, once identified, was verified in laboratories around the world. When the passing was peaceful, minds and memories broke apart like a foam on a wave. Nothing remained of the pattern. A peaceful death was a true death. 
That's where we come in, and why we're reaching out to you with this message. If you are reading this now, you originally died peacefully and your consciousness was lost. Thankfully, someone in the future wants to meet you, and this is your notification that you have been chosen to be an unwilling participant of Beyond Life TM, personal plan. In the near future, you will be executed in a novel and creative way. One specifically tailored to maximize the amount of horror, agony, and psychological trauma that you will experience, thus guaranteeing your immortality. Utilizing our patented backcast TM messaging technology, we will send whispered commands back in time to susceptible psychotic individual in your area who will soon be excited to make your acquaintance. Also, while we're legally obliged to notify you that you have been selected as an unwilling participant, we encourage you to treat this as an enjoyable fiction and for you to go about your everyday routine as normal. Beyond Life TM thanks you for your participation. We will see you soon. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this video. I hope that you enjoyed, and if you do, please consider supporting the author, even by popping over and leaving a thumbs up or a nice comment just to show your appreciation for the story. However, if you wish to support this channel, there are links down below which will help immensely. I will see you all in the next one, and until then, I hope that you have a fantastic day. Cheers.